Hey guys, Scott Luna here from Breakaway Seminar. Why should we phase treatment? What is a net promoter score and why do we need to care in dentistry? Those are some questions I got sent uh, today for the Dear Scott episode where you ask me questions and I do my very best to answer those video for you guys. So let's dive in and answer these two questions. So question number one, Dear Scott, why should I phase treatments? All right, so what we're talking about here is a patient, a new patient in our chair needs a lot of dental treatment. And what do we do? Do we present the entire treatment plan to them? Do we diagnose everything going on? Do we show them the money for everything? Or do we somehow break this up into phases? All right, so here's how I think about this. The new patient, this is a new patient where we don't have goodwill. This is a patient that like clicked on an ad, they came to our practice, they don't know us, they don't know if they feel comfortable yet with our practice, if they're gonna like us as their dentist, they are trying us out on their first visit. They're here for their checkup, they're cleaning their x-rays, they're here to see what we're like to meet us and to see how they like our practice. And that patient, we have an obligation to fully diagnose everything we see on that patient. The problem is though, when it comes to the money, when we take a patient who um, may not have a lot of trust yet in our practice, we, we don't have goodwill. We don't have a relationship with them. We take that patient and say, nice to meet you, give me thousands of dollars. Some of those patients will say no, because it's too much of a commitment too soon in our relationship for them to feel comfortable enough to move forward. It's kind of like, nice to meet you. Will you marry me? You know, now some patients, sure, they'll marry us on day one. But what we found is there's a lot of patients that are very polite to the doctor. They, they nod yes. The dentist is explaining everything. And then they get to the treatment coordinator and they see the cost of the entire treatment plan. And at that point, they're saying no. They're shaking their head no. And it's not because we did something bad. It's not even because they need work. It's because we don't have a connection yet. We don't have a trusted relationship yet. And we're asking a lot of them. We're asking for a lot of money, a lot of appointments, a lot of time off of work, pain potentially. All of this is risk. And what enables us to get yeses to all that risk is when we have a trusted relationship with them. But we don't have that relationship in the beginning. So here is a strategy you might consider taking. Phase the treatment plan into two phases. The first phase might be a quadrant. That is a bite-sized piece we can get trust with. The second phase is everything else. Now, let me be very clear. We are going to diagnose everything. We are going to communicate everything. When it comes to the money, we are going to show the money for phase one first. Nice to meet you. Will you go on a date with me? And once we do phase one, we now have a relationship. We have trust. Then after phase one, we say, phase everything else. Will you marry me? This will hopefully increase your case acceptance in a big way. Think about this. When you have a new patient in your chair, what's the worst thing that could happen? You could spend all this time, all this effort, diagnosing everything in all these records only for the new patient to, for some reason, be scared to move forward 
and then we don't see them again. That's the worst thing that can happen. And unfortunately for us in dentistry, that is all too common. When you look at retention of new patients, if you've ever looked at this before, you'll know what I'm saying, but retention of new patients is not that great. And one reason is because we might be asking too much of them financially on the very first moment they meet us. See what happens to your practice. When you fully diagnose everything, but you talk to the patient, the first step is to handle this right here. We are going to address these teeth first. That's the first step and print that financially. Once that's done, then present everything else financially. All right. So that's the first question on our Dear Scott episode. Okay. The next question, and I bet not many of you have thought about this question. The next question is, Dear Scott, I hear a lot about net promoter score in other industries. Can you speak on how to incorporate net promoter score into my dental practice? This is a very intelligent question. So those of us in dentistry that study other industries, read a lot of business books, we for sure have read about net promoter score. Net promoter score for, for many of us in business, we consider it one of the best ways to understand um, how happy our customers are. It's a score that we can get, we can measure, and we can compare our company to other companies. Though, if you, if you don't know what net promoter score is, you've probably been asked this question. In net promoter score, you ask your customer, or you could even ask your team, this question. How likely are you to refer a family member or a friend to our company? And it's going to be, um, you know, up to a score of 10. And, and just to make sure I get this correct, the promoters are people that would rate you 9 or 10. The passive people rate you 7 or 8. And then the detractors rate you below that. And there's a formula to calculate your score. You end up with a net promoter score. It's not like the best out of a hundred. It doesn't work that way. Research it, read about the formula, but you end up with a score. How likely are you to refer your friends or family to our company, to our practice? You end up with a score and you can compare that score to other companies. You can compare that score to industry standards. Here's why it's so important. It's what we consider the best practices way to understand how much your customer really does like your dental practice. Or you could ask your team, and then it's the best practices way to find out how much your team actually likes working in your practice. We have this score for all of our patients, for the practices we own, and we also do this score amongst our team members. And we monitor this. So, of course, it's important to understand, is our score healthy? But it's also very important to understand, are we getting better or are we getting worse? And it, it, it's like kind of like an x-ray into people's perception of our business. We get to see the changes very early on before they end up being these kind of big blowouts. So imagine you hire a new hygienist, you hire a new office manager, you hire a new associate dentist. And after you hire this person, you start getting net promoter scores back and then they start going down. That's a very important thing to understand. 
when you hire that new hygienist or you hire that new dentist, that something's going on and your patient is not responding well to that person. That's something you need to know. You need to know that upfront early on before it actually becomes a problem, before it starts turning into bad online reviews and people making complaints and people quitting, you need to see it happen early on. Or, or, or the opposite could be true. You hire a new dentist and suddenly your net promoter scores are going up. Or you make a change in your office policy. You change your office hours or you change the days you're open or you change your payment options and see what happens to your net promoter score. It's a very cool thing to do. There's a lot of companies out there that give you the ability to, in an automated way, ask your patients or ask your team members um, this question and to get a formal score calculated for your organization. Um, I really encourage everyone here that owns a company um, to have a net promoter score for your customer base, in our case it's patients, and to seek out a score um, for your employees, especially if you're a larger organization. DSOs especially. It, it really is one of those things that not a lot of people do, but the people that do it and care about it feel very strongly that it's impacted the way they run their company. It, it, it's the easiest way I can see and I can track changes in how happy people are. And it's, it's a true way. It's a measured way. Otherwise, I'm having to like rely on gut feel. You know, and, and that typically doesn't work out too well. All right. So those were the two questions asked of me for this episode about phasing treatment, how to do that and why it's because we want to have higher case acceptance on this new patient and do so, you know, phase one, phase everything else. That was that first question. The second question was about net promoter score. And I encourage all of you to implement the net promoter score and see where you stand right now as a company. And then of course, look at it over time to see how you're trending as you make changes in your team and in your practice policies. All right, if you have other questions you'd like me to answer on video, please uh, connect with me on social media, dr.scott.leune, or uh, send us an email. Find us online and send us your question, and I am going to do my best to answer the question here on video for you. I hope this was helpful. Best of luck this month, and uh, come find my next episode. Thanks a lot. Yeah.